T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Picks the Bills. Brought to you by Admark Construction Equipment and Supplies. Equipment you need when you need it. Corey Griswold with just the best bumps coming in. Just, oh, this is good. This is good stuff. It's a warm Saturday in the middle of October, and we're playing just good vibing bumps. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Corey Griswold hanging out behind the board, hanging out on the mic. We've also got Derek Kramer jumping in as well. Derek, how you doing, bud? It's because I don't have a life. That's okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. Once you admit it, though, it's a problem. You can't do that. <laughs> no, you see, the thing is, when you admit it, it sets you free. Um, oh, I don't know about true. that one. Yeah, I don't know no, about that one. No, like <laughs> saying that I don't have a life and going from my one job and then popping over here because I'm bored, uh, and then you're just like, yeah, sure, why don't you, why don't you stick around? Um, Got so, some NFL stuff to talk about. Yeah. No Bills game, which means like uh, Red Zone is just going to be glued to my I'm television. I'm perfectly okay with a day off this week. You look tired. Like you said that, and I saw like the like, bags in your eyes developed as you said it. That's because of the 30s, man. Hi, welcome to the show, Derek. You're looking like real trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, Derek, I, I, welcome to the show. You look like booty cheeks. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I can't say anything. Like I'm 24 and like I have back problems. Like if you like ever hear me like wake up in the morning, it's just like a chiropractor appointment. It's just bro, you're talking to thirty-year-olds. Don't 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 start. Don't start there. I know we were talking about Donald and Dylan Cousins both being like their young like early 20s, and we were both just like, this is disappointing. You know, but otherwise, you know, things are happening. Sabers are looking fun. And they're a good time. Like Sabres after dark has been like a blast for two games. Oh, and not to mention the fact that they just look a lot more legitimate throughout mm-hmm. these first. Of course, we've been fooled before at the starts of their seasons. Yes. Uh, so obviously, we need to approach this with some form of caution. But it's been a pure delight uh, to watch them thriving, and a lot of these young players starting to thrive in different ways. Dalina point a game right now, and it's just sick how he's doing it, scoring JJ all these Paterka, goals. JJ Paterka, point a game. Paterka is a point a game to start, and he's looked hot. Cousins looks like he, the numbers are finally coming up to him. Mm-hmm. Where, Good, he finally got that first goal of the season out of the way. He got it out early. Yeah, and he's looking like he's going to be more of a consistent point producer for you this year. Of course, you want to see a little bit more. You want I do want to see if Jack Queen can snap out of it because you're not carrying him as a healthy scratch. No, like it's not like the. I, I, I did these feel couple bad for games him, though, when when Henestrosa now has four assists through two games. I was like, oh man. Yeah, no, Henestrosa <laughs> is saying like, you can take my roster spot from my cold dead hands. Yeah, like he's like, no, no, no someone else will screw up before me. 
because it certainly not, will not be me. He's going not it, and he is voicing that rather loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see Middlestack get a goal, being able to contribute, but there is going to be a question of when Jack Quinn turns back in the lineup, who is the first one out? And that's going to be a surprise probably to a lot of us. There's a lot of guesses about who it could be. Well, the name that always comes up with that is is usually in terms of forwards either being traded, dropped, whatever. It's Casey Middlestat. It's Middlestat, and I've seen Olofsson's name from a lot of opinions from oh, yeah. mm-hmm. fans. And Olofsson, actually, Olofsson is, the, is the second option for and, what forward do you want to trade? And I don't know if I'm making that up. Uh, but you know, I mean, it, it, those are the two names you always. Yeah, those hear are the two of names the we forwards. typically see yeah. from opinions from either like Sabres Twitter or you know analysts, um, any of the beat reporters. It typically is the opinion of Casey Middlestat looks like he might be that fringe guy, the twelve slash thirteen, especially when he throws a plays like that, and he's made some heady plays so far. He, oh, absolutely! In this season, looking like a valuable bottom six contributor. Mm-hmm. But like back to Paterka real quick. The Sabres have not had a top six forward drafted in the second round since the days of Roy and Pominville. Man, have they needed something like this. Do you offhand know the year Pominville was drafted? I know Roy was 2002. Oh boy! Wow, <laughs> Pominville's early, isn't he? Like ninety nine or ninety eight? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I'm like, I I assumed he was like late nineties. Where I'm like, they really it's either late have not or, had a second round forward develop yeah. at all. Nope. No draft was in two thousand one. I'll count it. Oh, one and oh two. It's late nineties. Yeah, I work it. Pominville uh, yep. and Roy. Oh, one oh two. Yeah, that is the last time they've had a top six forward with consistent production on the Sabers. Gross. But at the same time, love to see it. Oh, fi- like finally, Kevin you, you break is, the mold. Kevin Adams's boy just drills it right away. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's it. It's the young guys that are the exciting part. I mean, that's that's where we're looking. Of course, at, that yeah. It's, it's that's the where the hope guys. has been entering this season mm-hmm. has been about the youth and the development of this team and what's the next step. So far, the only young guy to kind of disappoint and you know disappoint, it's, I guess, loosely is Quinn. And and that is he is struggling. He is looking a little bit uh, lost out there in some sort of sense. However, I do think there is um, plenty of promise though still mm-hmm. because a shot like that is. Worthy of a roster spot alone. Look at Victor Olofsson. Oh, absolutely. And with Olofsson, his deal coming up, uh, he's going to be hitting free agency. They could easily slide that in. And if Quinn is basically Olofsson, it's not the worst first-round pick in the world. You had no. Alex Nylander. Yeah, I mean, I, this is the thing. We literally have recently seen worse. We've le- yeah, we've seen, so, all, we've seen a lot worse over the years recently, any of the yeah. years. Um, but it's good to see that they're exciting in such a different sense right now mm-hmm. because you harken back to the 10-game win streak. Um, Phil Housley, the coach, uh, things are finally looking like they're rocking. You're getting that pre-goal pop. I went to that pop, San Jose game. That it was pre-goal amazing. Pop. Oh. Everyone loves that pre-goal pop. But, you try to say that five times fast, but this team is doing it in a different way because that 10-game win streak team, they were getting their teeth kicked in analytically. I mean, it felt like every game was an overtime Looking winner. Looking at you, Ristolainen. It was every game was an overtime winner. I'm saying that facetiously, but I feel like out there of were ten, a couple like, of them. eight of them were the, overtime winners. The thing, like, if we can really look that up, like, it's hockey reference is a brilliant thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing was is that analytically, whether it was an overtime win or not, they were getting their teeth kicked in. And yeah, nothing told you that that was sustainable. At yeah, all. it was not sustainable. And everyone on Twitter was saying that, and everyone on Sabres Twitter was like, shut up. Don't hurt my feelings. This team's great. Can't win, can't ruin the vibes. We're first place in January, 
and then everything fell off. Weren't they something? I, they were um, first place in the National Hockey League on January 1st when the St. Louis Blues were 31st. Yes. Okay. Yep. And the fortunes flipped, and Buffalo... Buffalo was like an 88%. I, I remember seeing something on NHL yeah. uh, Network where it was just like, they're like well into the 80s of like percentage of they, they will make the playoffs. And, and we and were they thinking they fell here, apart immediately. And on the other side, St. Louis, who you had the first round pick for from the Ryan O'Reilly mm-hmm. trade. By the way, great song for that year, Gloria. Yes. But, Spectacular. But as of January 1st in that year, they were in last place. Mm-hmm. They were. I mean, they were bad. Hockey analysts are thinking Buffalo's going to get a top five pick or they're going to have to sell that next year's pick the trade and they're great. probably blowing things up. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what happened. The literal opposite. And we got probably the most bitter taste in our mouth of a trade there. I mean, at least this one, this this Eichel trade, it looks like the returns are good. Well, the I mean, returns Tuck are looks fantastic. Tuck looks fantastic. The one goal he had, I want to say, it was to go up five to three. Oh yeah, that was so nasty. Where Tage just flips it over. Tage with a nice skates around. That was by the spectacular. way, the, the Tuck goal overshadowed how sick of a pass that mm-hmm. was from Thompson. Yep, it was a great play by the two of them. Great, the, play great play by the, play two, by of the two of them. And then Tuck goes ahead and drags and snipes, and it's like, oh, okay. He he has been. Don Lean has taken all of the headlines, followed shortly by Paterka, but Alex Tuck has been fantastic to Alex start Tuck the year. has been a very popular piece for the fans and someone that some fans wanted to see as the captain yep. of this team, but he is delivering. And that's the biggest part of this right now is that man's delivering. He's putting mm-hmm. up points. He's putting up his end of the bargain alone against Eichel. Um there's a better points per game percentage, actually. Yeah, Sneaky Joe tweeted out two days ago, basically yeah. saying that like throughout no, these last few games, it's not even basically. It's yeah. through their tenures as they've made their flip. Yep, Tuck is is Tuck has a more points point, per game. Michael, yeah. of course, is coming off of that injury, and he's his first year healthy. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. I'm not going to worry about that. I am, however, going to continue to look at Peyton Krebs because that was the shiny piece of the deal. Yes, it was. Tuck was actually not the really. He I was, mean, he, he, was, he, he was the veteran you he get was, in return. He but, was the top six roster player you got in return, but mm-hmm. Peyton Krebs was the draw. Yep. Krebs has been – he's still a great passer. He's I'm, hot and I'm cold. still up he's and down learned, how I feel about honestly, Krebs. Honestly, Krebs is still learning what he can get away with. Yeah. Oh, that's and a that perfect is, way to put it. Yeah. And that is something that Granado is beautifully going to allow to happen. Mm-hmm. Is He's going to allow Krebs these sorts of mistakes. He's going to help him look at it and go, you got to not do that. Like, yeah. That's how it works. That's how you develop. That's – I'm not going to say the RK curse word. We we deserve to no longer hear that anymore. Ralph Kruger. Die! Oh, why did you do that? I'll just smile at him. He for just like looking two at me with this stupid little smirk on his face, like hey, I'm going to do it. Ralphie Krugs. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to say. You know what's fun? I'm I was say Ralph Kruger. I was thinking about it. Though. Derek start yelling again because. We were tormented for less than two seasons because the man never coached a full NHL season in his NHL career of a coach. Never made it through 82 games. No. Ever. Derek's going to hate the next point I bring up about Ralph Kruger. Why? I think realistically he wasn't even the worst thing of like the 10-year, 11-year run here. He was just like the final thing that needed to happen. No. You needed to have that truly He took Buffalo fans... Who would yes. wait outside in a party in the plaza for playoff games mm-hmm. and made them stop watching hockey? Absolutely. Tell me that's not the worst thing. Oh, no, it's close. It's close. Who? What? The period. The period as a whole is the worst thing. What happened. is the worst part of it? Oh, well, I mean, drafting. If we're being totally honest, they couldn't develop no! a draft. You had he to took have them. Rasmus Dahl 
killing this yes. new golden god and decided I'm not I'm going to go ahead and play him any oh, yeah. anything. He's like, he makes one mistake. He's going to be stapled to the bench. He takes Jack Skinner, who you paid $9 million for, and says, you're going to want to go on the fourth line. You know what? No. Better yet, go in the box. His mic isn't even on. Upstairs. Corey, turn off your mic. I'm just having a good time. It, it doesn't have to be <laughs> on. You can still hear me. Absolutely. That's I, the worst part. The thing with Kruger is I maybe it's maybe it's because Stop I do like it. No, we deserve better. Oh no, I'm moving on to Granado now. No, yeah, no, we're we're done. You said a curse word, I got mad. Corey can turn my mic back up. We're done. Okay. <laughs> but I think the reason why I've kind of just I've like I'm just settled in it. It's a lot like you still for the Bills, Rex Ryan is the one where you just I cannot talk about him this the is whole still, thing. This is obviously clearly worse. But yeah, I, Kr- I have Kruger's to easily this. worse. I have to Granado, though, this. and it's kind of the same thing with McDermott, where I've gotten to a point where I'm like, yeah, but look where we're at now. Like, I'm I'm much happier. It's part of our our existence, our history now. Same with 13 seconds with the Bills. Same with the last 11 years for the Sabres, which is, you know, now it's an NHL record for most seasons missed for a playoff, it is, right? But yes. So uh, it's, it is now, and possibly still could be based on the look of the Atlantic Division. Yes, the Atlantic uh, the is a wagon. Playoff drought. Absolutely. This is a and point I want to make about Granado, is, though, if I could, because absolutely. there was... The thing that bugged me the most is the disrespect to players that appeared to be taking place under Kruger. Like, I think about how Skinner was treated, where Kruger would say one thing in a press conference, and Skinner would basically say, I have no idea what he's talking about because this is not what he's saying to me. Which, as a professional adult, if you've got your boss talking like that and saying one thing to the press and saying a different thing to you, that is not showing a very respectful Mm -hmm. thing to you. And how in both... Uh, Sean McDermott's tenure with the Bills. You never hear players talk about feeling disrespected by how anybody in a position of power on that team treats players. It seems like the culture of respect in that building is very good, not just between players, but also from staff to players. The Sabres now under Granado clearly have mm-hmm. a culture of respect to the yeah. players and how that how that works. And you hear Granado constantly talk about communicating to guys, talking to guys, like, I want to talk to him first, or I want to do this. Like It's clearly well, form, from, foremost yeah. in his mind. Almost in like a complete flip right. from the Skinner situation. Almost like it's, he consciously understood that that was a problem. But before. like during Darlene's period last year, he was not playing well. And right. there was some animosity towards Darlene. The start of the season. The start of the season. Yeah. Granado did not shut up about Darlene's ability to play, how Absolutely. good he was, yeah. what were the positives of that night. There may not have been a positive. Granado would find one. There doesn't have to be a result from that. It doesn't have to lead to success. Yeah. But I, I really believe success doesn't happen without it. And I completely the agree. fact yep. that that now exists in both buildings, I think, is a very good sign going forward. Both buildings have taken time to become respectable organizations in their respective sports. Both. Right. The Bills, as much as, you know, I, I do know a lot of people yelled and complained about the Bagulas for their tenure and their and their stewardship of of the, the Sabres. But ultimately, they did screw up quite a bit with the Bills early on as well. I mentioned him, Rex Ryan. Yeah. And that whole run of, at one point, they had Ed Reed and the secondary coach, and they were really just bringing in fun names. And, but you could and also, nothing was going on. You could see the chaos, especially on those Rex Ryan teams, mm-hmm. where like it looked like the defense didn't know what they were supposed to do. There was constant, like before a snap, an offensive snap, you'd see defenders on the Bills just looking back and forth to each other, like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, I, like w- w- there, there was no structure. Right. There was no, I don't even want to say discipline, because they... they Dan always kind of points to like the, it was the players' fault. It wasn't. It was the coaching. Yeah, it was. It there was, was. There was no coordination. Disorganization. Disorganization. Yes. Preparation. Yeah, lack all thereof. of it. But now with the Sabres, you're sort of it, it's taken longer. But also, 
and, and this is where I, I, I do have patience in this with sport. With there is a little less frequency of the mm-hmm. instant turnaround. Well, because prospects, you're drafting guys at 18. Yeah. And unless they're a top five pick, you're likely selling fans literally, okay, um, you're going to see him next year. It'll take a bit. Yeah, like at best, you're going to see him next year. And yeah. even then, he won't immediately like be a people, star. People go like, what about Colorado? And Colorado was a bit of an anomaly because they just happen to have one of the worst seasons ever. Yeah. But they had the pieces already there. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that they... They that, basically didn't everyone, have to draft anybody else except Kale McCarr. Yeah, everyone forgets that with Colorado, it was a situation where they already had that young talent. Mm-hmm. They had already cultivated it. Ottawa's kind of now becoming, in a sense, I guess, that team as well, where they have all the young talent. They didn't have a great season last year or the year prior, but now they're sort of on that upswing. Buffalo is trying to catch Ottawa, and I think they have the young talent in the prospect they're pool to do it. They're trying not to do it in a way that makes them sacrifice another mm-hmm. end. Uh, because, again, they're looking ultimately at how to do this the right way. Yeah. We've seen different ways to do it the wrong way. Uh, Tim Murray being overly aggressive, Jason mm-hmm. Bottrell deciding to, in a sense, hold off on some sort of things, or outside of maybe two trades, backfiring on any player acquisition mm-hmm. uh, when it came to the pro side of things. Like drafting wise, we're starting to see some returns from him that actually have a tip of the cap. Tia Samuelson being a very nice pick for them. Uh, of course, you're seeing a little bit more from the draft prospects. From Bottrell now. But also guys leaving that team feel like it seemed like their soul had been destroyed. Like so often guys left the team and then on their way out they would be talking like they needed therapy. Oh, they hated not dealing with the Buffalo Sabres. Like just crushing their will to live, mm-hmm. right? Like Ryan O'Reilly talked about that. You know, Robin Leonard has been very public about dealing with his mental health issues, which and I, I don't think playing in Buffalo helped with at all. Oh no. Ville Leno, no. basically. Jail. Right? Like all these different experiences in the city of Buffalo that loved hockey and loved the people who played for it. Suddenly leaving the city like it was the antithesis of anything you would love about hockey. For the vibes to be turned around as quickly as they are is not a minor thing. It's not a, not only not a minor thing, it is probably the best development that they could have had. And I do think that some of that obviously is from how Kevin Adams and Don Granado like to maneuver things, how they like to be able to treat the team as they're going along. And part of it's also going to be, well, I'm excited for that next step. What direction would Adams end up taking in order to make sure that they become a playoff team? Because that's the next step that they're chasing. Oh, I mean, that's the one. I, I've openly said I don't think they'll make the playoffs Not this, this year. Not this year. But there a are lot of fans us are out saying that. that. But there are fans. I, I, uh, Sal Capaccio, before the season started, he did talk about how he really does believe this team can make the playoffs. I, I'm with Sal in that sense yeah. that they could. Absolutely. Do I think they will? No. But I do think they can make things interesting mm-hmm. on a team that's lacking or they're um, not playing up to their potential. I see Washington or Pittsburgh as one of those teams that the Sabres could put a scare into. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sabres, Ottawa, both being able to put a little bit of a scare into some of those teams up at the top Absolutely. Um, that are chasing the wild card, for example. I don't think that the one, two, three seeds of the Atlantic are in any danger. No, I mean, Tampa's on to a slow start, but they'll, they're fine. Th- I hate them. They'll be fine. Florida's probably going to take a bit of a drop, but it's not really going to mean much. No, they, because and, they were the President's Trophy yeah. winner last year. A drop from that means you're a playoff team. And then Toronto, of course, which as much as Toronto may make us all laugh, and they really don't get up for many of these easier games that they really should hammer bad teams. Arizona to be one. Montreal, we've seen that now 
this year. Are you ready for something fun? Oh, of course. Is it making fun of Toronto? I'm here for it. Yes. Um, I saw a stat that um, Toronto, since January, is like 1-10-1 against the Abs, Coyotes, and Sabres. They don't get up for those games. They don't. It, like, I, I, that stat doesn't surprise me. I was listening to a podcast uh, the Steve Dangle podcast, yeah, and, and they it was were, SDP where yeah. I heard that too, and they were and they were saying the same thing. It's like this team has never it, it, that current core, the Marner, the Matthews, like that core, that group. When have they ever shown you that they get up for these games oh, and, and just hammer a bad better, team? Better, better, yet, better yet, and even funnier. So is the fact that one of the play-by-play guys for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Joe Bauer, mm-hmm. legendary voice, constantly calls the Sabres Arena the House of Horrors. Because it is not just this core. Mm -hmm. Toronto has a hard time, for reasons unbeknownst to men, because they'll get their fans in there, of winning in Buffalo. Yeah. With a 50-50 crowd. And it's still just like we cannot win in Buffalo. For some strange reason, they could be the better team. Mm -hmm. The Sabres could be actively tanking, and we could be talking about that on the radio. Yes, Mike Harrington, I said the T word. Um... But they we all may still, not like it, but tanking is fun. There, there was, I mean, it was one of the most chaotic things. Uh, but it still would be hard for Toronto to beat an actively tanking Sabres team. See, and, and everybody it, in the yeah. building would be upset that day mm-hmm. because not only did the tanking Sabres win, Toronto lost, and you paid money to go over the border to watch them try to beat on a bad team. The Sabres historically, <laughs> all time, have a six oh four winning percentage against the Leafs. That's it's awesome. Hilarious. Toronto is kind of why one of those teams where it's like if the Sabres they have a really nice schedule here to end October. I was talking about it with with Joe Yerden when he was on uh, at twelve thirty. They have a really really nice schedule to end October. They play Montreal, Chicago, and um, oh who, who's the other team that they end this not road trip but I guess October with oh Detroit. There it is. Yeah, the other young team. But they have those guys. And then, you know, they have Seattle and Vancouver Vancouver tonight, which, by the way, that's at 10 o'clock tonight, Sabres pregame with Paul Hamilton. Yep. That starts at 9, Brian Cozio yeah, no, as it, well. So if you want to hear that, <laughs> you know, wait until, you know, later tonight after college oh, yeah. football and all Sabres that stuff. after dark. Let's get it. It's a good time. And, but Toronto is one of those teams that I really think, because they have such an issue getting up for these games, not only against Buffalo, that's a whole other beast, yeah. but teams that they are clearly better than. Like the Coyotes. If you can start handling, and if you can start proving to yourself that you're one of those teams that will put down the bad teams. Like Just Tampa? absolutely go after them. Exactly. Teams that win cups. When is the last Tampa, time we've Colorado. seen Colorado. When is the last time we've seen the Buffalo Sabres beat Tampa? No. We show up, we lose 4 nothing in the first. And you're like... Well, they're a better team than us. Okay, that makes sense to me. Like, it's just, it, you know, until you meet them, Tampa's going to be a team that is just going to curb stomp you and just give you hell for three periods. Toronto? Oh, we got them. Yeah. The goal, their goaltending's trash. Their stars just decide not to play well. Just for some reason. For some reason. And now you're starting to see or players at least on the Sabres. One of them shows up and then the others don't. And the others don't. But you're starting to see stars on the, on the Sabres, Rasmus Dahlin being one of them, who are just pests and want to bother the other team as much as possible. They maybe first, have a budding rivalry with Florida now. Yeah. What is that about? First That's off, a team that hates everybody else and just and loves each other and is like, we don't everybody. care. We're going to go after yeah, you. Screw everybody. We're going after them. Like that, that Heritage Classic between the Sabres and the Leafs. You bring up Toronto again. It's a great game. Great game. 
Dylan Cousins gets into some stuff and has to watch the end of the game from outside the glass. But, I mean, that was the game, I say it now, like, both jokingly and sort of as a fact, that's the game where I started telling you and, and, and Josh Schmidt that, okay, he'll fight a polar bear for one of his teammates if it even looks at him wrong. Yeah. That was the game. Yeah. And because it was. Like, he, he gets kicked out, was effectively kicked out because there was no time left. He had, yeah. what, a two-minute minor. So he goes outside of the glass just banging on it, talking with Terry Pagula. The, the Sabres owner. Yeah, and he's just having fun with this. He's having a fun time. Because that's when everyone re- – like, it's not just when us as Sabres fans got to see it. That's when everybody mm-hmm. really got to see that the attitude is now different about T- this Tell team. me a big moment they had last year where they failed. They A big game. Every Every big, time. Every big game, every promotional game, they aced it. They aced it. Aced every it. single time. That's why I think – like, and, and that's why I looked at this October RJ schedule Day, and thought the they Toronto could do something. Game, yep. Eichel's return. Every single game. They nailed. Final game. Yeah. Every single one. Every single big moment game, they crushed it. But it's it's why I've looked at the schedule and I went, ooh. I mean, me and Corey were talking about it. We both kind of think they could hammer Vancouver. The thing is, Joe brought so, up to, oh, hockey's absolutely. so unpredictable. Like, a winless, the Sabres are facing the only winless team in the NHL. This could mean absolutely, They well, lose 6-2 yeah, and it's a, it's a tire fire. Absolutely. You, you get pumped five goose. Uh, but, again... The way that this team has been able to respond, and that's the big thing right mm-hmm. now, is they are responsive and adjusting to anything that is happening to them. And like for how young they are, it is first, spectacular. First periods see. have not been good to them this year. Mm-mm. They've lost one game, and they've they've seemingly every time they go down a goal, they do respond. That Florida game, I was I was there at the Florida game. They went down early, and each time they responded, they did not play well at the end of the third period. They were never they were never able to get control of the puck to be able to actually pull Comrie. But there was a constant fight there that they never really curled up and went. Oh, they're clearly better than us. I guess we're done for the day. They just kept going at teams, and that's what's fun to watch. Yeah. We they're are super late to the break, though. Howard and Jeremy style, right? Absolutely. There. I saw Howard this morning too. So that's just, that's just his presence now, just absolutely being like, no, no, no. What are you bothering Howard on? A... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I showed up early. He was here doing his show. And, you know, it is what it is. He's got a show on a Saturday morning? He's got, like, a few, like, promotional stuff that he's doing for the Western New York Hall of Fame. So he was was doing that and all that stuff. He comes here for this? absolutely. Howard, what are you doing? He was up early. I don't know. He's always up early. I, I know. That's where we bonded when you I was doing the morning. Both, you and I both have worked that show. Oh, absolutely. I, I I tried for two months to beat him here one day. It literally never happened. Nope. But I got here at 4 a.m. one day. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. doesn't Man, matter. Man's got his oatmeal and his notes. Unbelievable. I do want to give you guys, though, a quick update on college football. There's an upset alert going on. We're about a minute 50 till halftime. 
Syracuse Clemson. Let's Syracuse is go. up twenty-one to seven. Clemson's had a few drives that they've looked pretty good, but a ninety-nine yard fumble return by Syracuse gave them a fourteen to seven lead. Then they drove down just a few moments ago to take a twenty-one to seven lead. Stop, by the yeah, way. absolutely huge for Cuse. They're in. They're six and zero for the first time since the eighties. Talk about vibes and also Cuse football. If they win this game in Death Valley. I don't. We're not going to be able to handle it. We have a few Syracuse alum that, 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 that work here at WGR. You're looking at a top five appearance, probably. Yeah, uh huh. You're beating the fifth team in the nation, and you're pumping them right now. Uh, yeah, on the road, and you are just whooping them. Unbelievable. We're going to take a quick timeout. We come back. We're going to dive into the Week Seven NFL schedule. Bills are off. Are we sure? It, absolutely, I'm doing it. I got to talk about some of the bad games I'm going to watch at one o'clock because the one o'clock window. Oh, so can we get some trombone travesty? Oh, yeah. And we're yes. going to do that. We're going to do that when we come back here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Sal Capaccio takes you behind the scenes on Buffalo Bills Game Day with Sal's All Access. Watch it live on WGR's Facebook page. Sal's All Access presented by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. Former NFLer and Odyssey insider Ross Tucker joins Chopin the Bulldog every Thursday at 5 p.m. Brought to you by Northwest Bank for What's Next. Get started at Northwest.com. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you. Corey Griswold behind the glass and on the board. Derek Kramer hanging out as well. Guys, we're on the bye week. Bills are 5-1. and one. They're leading the AFC. It feels like right now the MVP conversation is really Josh Allen and the field. Vibes and, are great. And, and you're not really betting the field right and, now. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're betting the field, you're kind of basically saying that like that a collapse. You're betting an injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. The most attractive member of the field probably for me is Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. And Jalen Hurts has six passing touchdowns. That's it. That's it. That's Although, it. don't get me wrong, that Eagles offense, a lot of fun to watch. Yes. They're a lot of fun to watch. But with that being said, I kind of want to jump into the Week 7 window of football because many people, especially nowadays, red zone's big. And then also just kind of just plopping down on a couch and having no stress to watch you know, football. I think tomorrow I'm going out uh, with a few buddies to go to a bar and just kind of watch a game and just kind of hang out. Like, just, you know, not We don't worry. have to work. Yeah, not worry, not work. Just <laughs> hang out. So I want to jump through we a few of these games. We don't have a job to do. I, oh, man. Got to love it. Got to love and it. I'm, gonna, I'm ready now because... Uh, for breakfast with the Bills, we mm-hmm. go around the NFL, and Corey usually will play the most obnoxious song for the worst game of this week. This is going to be fun. We're going to pick the worst game of the week. This yes, is going to be exciting. We We're going to pick our dud of the week. Or do you want to do it like this? We can pick the worst 1 o'clock game, worst 4 o'clock game, or do you want to just pick the worst one of the weekend? This song. You hate this? This is, this is art. it makes me laugh every time. This is absolutely art. <laughs> Beethoven wishes... Onto the one o'clock window we go. Falcons and Bengals. I, you know, I, Jamar Chase is scoring. That's big, right? I, the Bengals are kind of clawing back, and yep. pun intended, obviously. They're three with the and three. Name. They're three and three, tied for the lead of the division. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought the AFC North would be uh, the team to not? Um, That's the fun part. Have it, a they have team. two teams that are three and three. Two teams that are two and four. They have been a complete division that is just like sitting there going like. All right, guys, we're, we're a football team. We are, in fact, a football team. That's Pittsburgh. Yep. And then but Cle- even they look a lot more attractive with Kenny Pickett under center. Yes, they do. I mean, they literally just, I mean, they beat up on Tampa Bay Man, last week. Tom they Brady really did beat not, up. Tom Brady did not stare divorce in the eye to look at the, to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
Yeah, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Another game, because this, this game, though, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll keep an eye on it. I'll probably throw down some bets as well to kind of just keep, because I'll keep an eye on, like, basically every game. Detroit and the Cowboys, though. Dak Prescott should be. This he's is a, back. The thing is, is that this could be another like punch for reality for Lions fans because I feel Dallas bad. has a really good defense. Micah Parsons is spectacular. Now, to the Lions' credit, they have maybe the best offensive line in football, and they can score points. Their biggest problem is situationally and really just converting on need to have downs. That oh, New no. England game. They, they got blown out essentially because they went 0-5 on fourth downs. They were atrocious. And this is where, for me, for Lions fans, and I feel bad. I mean, if you're 1-5, they're starting to think, all right, number one overall pick, let's get it, baby. That's where they're at. And then I feel bad because I have literally have a sitting bet now that they're going to make the playoffs this year. I was in on them in August. Dan Campbell looked good in August. Dan Campbell in October? Not even a little not bit. Yet. He, he does look like a coach that have we they, all were making fun of. How have they of. not fired their defensive coordinator by now? I mean, outside of Aiden Hutchinson, who do they even have on that defense? That though? I thought Jeff matter. Okuda. I thought Jeff Okuda would be much more improved this year after coming back from injury. He's not at all. It's just they're a broken defense, but a good offense. Like they can score points. Their problem is Jared Goff is not a consistent enough quarterback to like constantly be putting up those points. And ultimately, their defense is just a tire fire. <laughs> this song is breaking you. It's my favorite part. I'm like watching him try to like <laughs> Corey. Why? <laughs> The best part is, is Corey is absolutely stone-faced in there. Official yep. communication from the station right here this song. <laughs> what, our methods? Communication. <laughs> yeah, this, this is our statement on the 1 o'clock games. It's this. Packers-Washington. Carson Wentz, I believe, went on IR uh, today. IR. He, Tyler Heineke. Which, cowards. Sam Howell. It should be Sam Howell. Absolute cowards. The entire organization. What are you talking about? Ron Rivera wants his job. Moving on. Sam Howell will keep your job. Moving on. Buccaneers, Panthers, Chris McCaffrey, no longer a Panther. DJ Moore potentially also could be on his way out. Brian Burns could be on his way out. You talk about Sam Darnold's playing. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's, that's the game to turn this up on. The 2018 <laughs> draft class, two studs, a dud, duds. and two just... What what's are the you? best way I want to describe two it? Two Carolina Panthers? Well, no, because <laughs> Baker's the dud. Baker's the dud? What about Joshua, Joshua Rosen? That's what I'm waiting for. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have it come to me, That what I want to call it. Crimes Against the Geneva Convention. Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. All right. Let's calm that's down a little. A little. That's tough. That's that is tough. not a little tough. Josh <laughs> Rosen was the last stand of the pocket, I can't move quarterback, and he went out just absolutely he saying He went out like a greatest. pocket quarterback would. That's true. And then Darnold? Darnold? Darnold is Someone should have sat him down <sighs> and went, look. You have a college you know degree. What, need, I would use that. Listen, everybody. All, that also, like all those dudes in that draft had a podcast. I would like to point out. And yes, the guy they who did. Yeah, like yes. Darnold and Rosen. I think each of them had separate podcasts yes. where they talked about football before they were in the NFL. I know one guy who did not, and that dude currently plays for the Bills. Moral mm -hmm. of the story: Never have a podcast ever. No, you join someone else's podcast. Yeah, no, that's I, the rule. Yeah, you have to be a guest. Like, I mean. A, Kyle Brandt's basement. Zach, you've you've helped me out with mm -hmm. um with some podcasts in the past. Always or, come or on as a guest, to, trying to run or trying to just like run them. Uh, One athlete's my, allowed to have a podcast. My that athletic is ability. My athletic ability mm -hmm. is trash. Yeah, no. The thing is that he's already a star athlete in the NFL. So like he's got he's, he's got safe. people doing it for him. He's safe. The thing is, is if you start a podcast, your athleticism 
Uh, if you're not already established as a well high profile athlete mm-hmm. in the in the planet Earth, you have no athletic ability when you start a podcast. You're done. It's over. Yeah, it's too hard. You got to dedicate yourself to the game of podcasting. It's too too much concentration. Podcasting. I grind. have it's ever, an absolute grind. Ever since no one talks about it. See, no one since, talks about this. Ever since trying to do podcasting, my goal production in the 11 day power play for Team WGR has gone down. See. It all correlates. That's right. All correlates. Don't I, start a pod- I started doing podcasts. I retired from swimming. Either play hockey. All correlates. Because your brain gets too big. Too heavy. <laughs> too, your brain gets That's too right. big. That's right. It gets I, too top heavy. You can't keep your balance. A lot of people would also say listen, I ran out of eligibility, but listen, you know that also works. Children, either play sports or do a podcast. You cannot have both. You can't. Give no, there up. are prodigies out there. Give up. There are prodigies out there. Give up. To give up. Only one. To the children, your big thing is give to up. A chil- to the children, go to school, play sports. Or do a podcast. All right, back to, back to the one o'clock window. You can't do anything else. Back to the one o'clock window. Do we take the Giants seriously? Who are they playing? They're playing the Jaguars. Who? Oh, they have absolutely broken my heart. Going from a team that I was like, "I'm here, let's go." Trevor Lawrence looks great, and then just absolutely the seesaw movement for them. They're weird. I hate them so much. The thing is, is that they're weird, but at the same time, they are still far better than they were. And also, they're definitely not an unwatchable team. Yes, you can watch the Jaguars and have a really good time doing it. Trevor Lawrence, speaking is of talented. crimes on the Geneva Convention, well, uh, Urban Meyer, being Urban hired. Meyer, yeah, yeah. like, like they, that they one. don't have the worst coach ever. So Rosen's too far, but Urban Meyer's just right. Yes. This is ridiculous. Yes. This is ridiculous. I would agree with the statement. All right. I've heard many people tweet at me saying that this is how it should be. This is how it should be. Well, all right. So so looking at that game, we got the Giants and Jaguars. The Jaguars sit at two and four in a AFC South that continues to just boggle be the trash, minds of butt cheeks, of, of, booty cheeks divisions. Yes. It, but it, it boggles the minds of truly our world's brightest. And the Giants, we're five and one. And they seemingly are outcoaching every team they play. Brian Dable has got a team that is a feisty defense. Saquon Barkley is now back in the conversation of maybe the best running back in football. Yes. And that's or to- total awesome. back. Total back, which I com- completely agree. I love Saquon Barkley. I love everything he does. Because not only is he a great athlete, always has been a good dude. And he went to Penn State. And I can't stand Penn State. So mm-hmm. that speaks to how I feel. But I, I, at some point, the air in the balloon has to go out on the Giants, right? Like they're yes. five and one, and Daniel Jones is still the team's quarterback. Yes and no. The thing is, is that there's a lot of 2017 bills to this Giants team. Not yeah. so good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, play. Uh, I would take brilliant would, yeah. running game. Oh. Solid defense that's getting turnovers. I think, this is, and that's that. It's the quarterback part that's kind. Of, it's, it continues to stump me because I would ten times out of ten take 2017 Tyrod. Over any era or any year, Daniel Jones. You're correct about that, and I would agree. It's just that's the formula that is winning yeah. them games. Speaking because of, Brian Dable is actually able to help scheme teams open. He's been great. He's been great. I scheme players open. Everything he's done so far with, with the Giants has been great. Yeah. I mean, look, we were going to miss him a little bit here. Uh, good for the Giants. Oh, I, I think the Giants got a real one. I, like in, in all seriousness, he seems like a guy that in two years his players will actively swear by and the team, it, the Giants have not been even this relevant in, what, seven, eight years? I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, the, the, yes, they had Odell Beckham Jr., but they weren't doing much. This at least feels like, hey, they're going to win games without a quarterback, and they're going to be that team 
that is going to trade up for a guy in this upcoming draft. It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's, like, they're going to be a lot of fun come this offseason, regardless of how this season ends, just because there's going to be a And really Dave Gettleman's not running the ship. Which is a, a blessing to any team, truthfully. Any team. Now, the other downside is that 31 the other New Jersey don't team. get to take advantage. The New York Jets. Four and two. How seriously do we take them? That's my thing, too. They play the Broncos at 4 o'clock this weekend. The Russell Wilson-less Broncos, by the way. Bingo. He is out. Hamstring injury. Apparently, he wanted to play. Is that a good thing? Team said no. That's the, the million-dollar question. If Brett Rippon rifles it around... Um, it's going to be awesome to see the, the discourse on that. The discourse on that in Broncos social media is going to be the firestorm of this. Yeah. It's going to uh, be bad. It's going to be the greatest firestorm they've had since, you know what, no, ta- insert tasteless joke here. The takes have to be hotter because you're in Denver, so you're at a mile high. So it has Brock to be Osweiler. high altitude takes temperature. So like it, they just have to be that much more energetic yeah. if Rippon really goes off simply because of their altitude. Insert someone, someone will Someone will yeah. compare Russell Wilson to Brock Osweiler. It's on the side of the boxes on pizza when you do it. There's a high altitude baking temperature on the side. It takes the same way. If your takes are going to be hot, they've got to be that much more hotter because they're up in the altitude. Look at that. I learn something new every day. Corey, Corey's a smart bean. Look at Not that. true. I'm still working here. <laughs> he said, "Not true. Absolutely incorrect. That is a lie and a fallacy." He's got the look facts. At, to look back at the weather up. outside. It's one forty-seven on a gorgeous Saturday. Maybe one of the last ones we're going to have. I'm sitting here. He's got the facts to back up his opinions. And we've got like thirteen minutes left. Too. You're going to walk Hamilton out. Hamilton mode. <laughs> You've got like thirteen minutes left. You're going to walk out there in the beautiful sun. That's true. It's going to be great. You're walking on the. He's got day. his retro NHL '93 Sabers hoodie on. That's right. Love it. Big day. So, in all seriousness. How serious do we take the Jets? It's kind of the same thing. Their defense is really Lights good. Lights out. Sauce Gardner. Worst quarterback of the weird yes. teams. He, Zach Wilson he is stinks. useless. Absolutely stinks. I mean, he's gotten to a point now. A second-year wide receiver in Elijah Moore is like, I'm super done. I'm done. Yeah. I get me out of here. Yeah, That's Denzel the guy Mim- he was drafted with. Denzel Mims has been a healthy scratch for them. Uh, he yep. was a second-round pick in 2020. Mims, though, has kind of been like the one that's like the... He's always kind of been the outside. Yeah. Where Elijah Moore, like, Jets beat reporters were telling you, it's like, no, no, they're... Moore's a stud. And that was a lot of draft Twitter as well. It was like, no, no, Moore's a stud. They can't get him the ball. Because Wilson is just inept. He is useless out there. They were much better last year with Mike uh, uh, Mike White. This year early on with Joe Flacco. I was going to say, let's remember, they got off to their decent start because of Joe Flacco. And and, and, in all seriousness, though, like the last two years. They went two and two. Yeah. In a pretty hard schedule. Mm -hmm. Oh, they 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 played the AFC North. That was their first four games was the AFC North. Their most winnable game was Pittsburgh. And I believe that's the one they lost. It was. And so I mean, like they they did really, really well to get out they to beat Baltimore, they beat Cleveland, yeah. Yep. But like in all seriousness, like looking at Wilson through the last two years, did he have a single performance that was like Joe Flacco against Cleveland or Mike White during his fun little run? The How answer many? is no. I was gonna say last year, yeah, there was no Zach Wilson performance. No. It was his team kind of grinding out wins. And also, that defense, though, and welcome, Sauce Gardner is going to be an all-pro next year. And welcome back to the discourse of Josh Allen broke the NFL. Oh, and if I have to hear another person, like, I'm, I'm a Justin Fields truther here. We're so late to the break, but I just got to get this through. I'm a Justin Fields truther. If I have to hear one more person on Chicago Bears Twitter or Zach Wilson with Jets Twitter going, well, you know, you know, Josh Allen, his second year was not that good. Josh Allen did not have the weapon Zach Wilson has. Zach Wilson has a future potential all-star team at, at most of his playmakers. And the Bears, I don't want to talk about it, but Fields is frustrating me. But the Bears, they just have not done a thing to even help. I'll allow that one. 
The Jets don't know. No. And along with that, if your quarterback that you're comparing this to is not a physical freak of nature, 6'5", 240, and can run like a gazelle, do not compare the two. There is one fan base that knows what it looks like when you have a really crap quarterback mm-hmm. and a team that's overperforming, and it is the fans of this one because mm-hmm. it happened for 20 years. Man. So when we are Bears telling you, Bears fans should know more about crappy quarterbacks. Bears fans have never play, seen a but good over, quarterback but, over, but an overperforming team with a bad one. The Bears just never performed. When like we have had those times Rex where Grossman. it's like Trent Edwards is maybe does, does does Trent Edwards have the juice? Let me tell you something, Jets fans. We know. Listen mm-hmm. to us. Zach Wilson has not got it. He has not got it. In 2019, Josh was willing that terrible offense to points in fourth quarter comebacks. Wilson is not doing that, and he won't do it. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show here. Sabres game tonight at 10 p.m. Pre-game starts at 9 with Brian Kozu and Paul Hamilton. And we'll wrap up the show here, Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Catch the Football Friday Roundtable every Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. with Chopin the Bulldog. Brought to you by Dunn Tire, official tire dealer of the Buffalo Bills. Quick final segment here on Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. I want to thank Joe Yerden for coming on earlier. Talk some Sabres. Talk the NHL. Good vibes going on. Got a Sabres game tonight, 10 p.m. against the Vancouver Canucks. Pre-game with Brian Kozia and Paul Hamilton. We'll start at 9 right here on WGR. And you'll be able to listen through the entire game as well. Derek, you got something? You think Darlene scores another Golden Knight? Oh, man. I, like That's always the fun thing. Is like He's got the record now. I, I love referring to the tweet from, uh, from James Myrtle about mm-hmm. Austin Matthews. I think he does it. Also, you know what? He does it. He'll score. I think he does it. I think he does it. I think he'll score another one. You know why? It's just he has become. He's the most consistent player right now playing for the team. He's he's consistently great right now. The guy gets the puck. Yeah. That's the other part about it. He's driving play. Yep. The way that we all were ready for him to. Be great. He's been he's been absolutely great. It's early still, but Darlene's career has been marred by very slow starts. Certain, we have yet to see a quick start from him, and we're seeing it now. We're seeing it now, which means if this is how he's starting, it's how he's finishing. Yep, it's going to be a lot of fun. Because he's been a great adjuster. He's been the most dynamic player on this team. And, of course, it helps that he's not playing like 15 minutes a night. Thanks, Ralph. I love it. Uh, along with that, some score updates. Syracuse at halftime. We're getting right out of halftime now. Ooh. They lead Clemson 21-10. to Definitely an upset watch, especially Syracuse has been outplaying them. Their defense has been all over the field. Gave up a few drives, but the turnovers have been the difference. Along with that, we got some baseball tonight. Game three of the ALCS, the Astros currently lead that series 2 to nothing. They're in New York. And, of course, game four of the NLCS, Padres and Phillies. The Phillies currently lead that series two games to one. That'll do it here for Sports Talk Saturday. Zach Jones, Corey Griswold on the board and behind the glass. And Derek, thank you so much. Derek Kramer joining us for like the last hour or so. That was a lot of fun. That was good. I got you to yell about RK. That was a lot of fun for I'm me. I'm obnoxious. <laughs> That'll do it here. Sabres pregame coming up at 9 p.m. tonight. Game time at 10. That'll do it for the weekend here. I'll be back on Shopping Bulldog on Monday for both Football Monday, but really we're preparing now for Sunday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers. Bills take them on at home. And I'll do it here. Thank you for listening. This is WGR. A tradition like no other, and it only happens on Tuesday. Howard Picks the Bills. Brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies. Equipment you need when you need it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.